at 8 minutes past 10. Time for the Sears Radio Theater. It's Thursday, and we invite you to stay tuned for Sears Radio Theater. Today, you'll hear a story involving the human emotions with your hostess, Cicely Tyson. Peter Leeds and Linda K. Henning star as a young couple. They must do battle with governmental bureaucracies, a guardian, and relatives as they try to find a suitable rest home for two elderly ladies. Listen for This Home is Dissolved. Sears Radio Theater will begin after this message from your local station. Harry, why are you wearing that silly hat? Because we're going to the Washington's birthday party at W&J Sloan's. And here's a hat for you, too. Harry, you mean a Washington's birthday sale, not a party. No, at Sloan's, it's a savings party. Here, look at these fabulous values. Hundred and scene, one bedroom, 20% off. And a quilted print, loose pillow back, sofa loveseat combo, just $600. Look, all handmade area rugs, 30% off. And a velvet swivel chair, only $150. Why, at Sloan's, it really is like a savings. Party. I'll say all special order upholstery, including Baker and Hendredon, 20% off. A printed modular corner or armless unit, just $180. Why, there are thousands of items on sale. Let's go, Harry. Oh, where is it? At Sloan's Fifth Avenue and all Sloan's locations through Monday. American Express cards welcome. The Washington's Birthday Savings Party at W&J Sloan. Don't miss it. <laughs> I'm lost and lonely, scared and sad Trembling at the thought of making you mad My love is yours, but at times you're so cold If life's like this, take me before I grow old This song about child abuse was written by a man now serving time in a state prison It is estimated that there are at least one million cases of child abuse in America each year Child abusers and their children can both be helped. Find out how. Write Prevent Child Abuse, Box 2866, Chicago, Illinois, 60690. Please stop the hurt. I've suffered since my birth. Message of the Ad Council and the National Committee for Prevention of Child Abuse. This is Cicely Tyson. Perhaps you've wondered why there seems to be no place in the world for so many of the elderly whose friends have died, whose relatives are distant, uncaring or dead, who spend their lives in rooms or on park benches. A young man writing a letter to his congressman cared enough to reach out across the generations to two elderly sisters from Finland, living their last lonely years in their adopted land. Two years ago, Tony Corter and his wife Louise had become managers of an old apartment building in order to take the financial burden off their graduate studies. During that time, they befriended the sisters, and month by month, witness their mental and physical deterioration. Wait a moment. Do I smell smoke? Do you smell smoke, Louise? Oh, come on, it must be Anna and Amelia. Oh, no, they're burning their dinner again. I've got the pass key. We might as well go right in. I'll, I'll check the kitchen, Louise. Why don't you throw open a few windows? It was the cabbage, burned to a crisp. Didn't you smell the smoke, Anna? No. Oh, I... 
I must have been thinking of something else. Amelia! What? Didn't you see or smell the smoke, Amelia? Who's that? Smoke. And that's only the beginning of our story. Radio Theater, a new adventure in radio listening. Brought to you five nights a week by Sears Roebuck and Company. Sears, where America shops. Your hosts, Lorne Green. I'll bring you stories of the Old West and the New. Andy Griffith with a look at the funny side of life. Vincent Price with tales of mystery and suspense. Cicely Tyson with stories about love hate, and related things. Richard Whitmark. I'll bring you stories of pure adventure. Five nights of exceptional entertainment every week. Brought to you in Elliot Lewis' production of The Sears Radio Theater. Our story, This Home is Dissolved, by Chris Fortunato. Our stars, Peter Leeds and Linda K. Henning. I sell draperies at Sears. Yesterday, a lady came in and said that she'd been in and out of about every store in town looking for draperies and at this point didn't know what she wanted anymore. I asked questions about her tastes and decor and then made suggestions. She was thrilled. She found what she wanted and learned a little, too. It made me feel good to know that I helped her out. Sears people are friendly people who help you find what you want. Presenting Sears' very charming spring shirt dress in small yarn-dyed woven checks, stripes, or plaids. It's a great versatile dress for work because to finish off the dress, Sears has conjured up a complimenting vest. Vests come lined or reversible in enchanting colors that work wonderful spells on the rest of your wardrobe, too. Sears' vest plus a dress. The bewitchingly correct dress this spring. Available at most larger Sears retail stores. Nearly everyone at our party mentioned our new Sears Dream Supreme carpeting. Didn't anyone say anything about my rutabaga dip? Marvin said Dream Supreme looks so thick and luxurious. He loved its velvety soft plush pile. What about my rutabaga dip? Eloise adored the color. Of my rutabaga dip? I told her that avocado lime is just one of Dream Supreme's 20 lustrous colors, and when Doris heard that Dream Supreme is so reasonably priced and treated with Scotchgard brand fabric protector... Okay, what about my tuna fish upside down cake? Dream Supreme carpeting in most larger Sears retail stores. Oh, here I go again. It's time to rent one of those steam-type carpet cleaners. Why rent? Now Sears puts power in a carpet cleaner you can own yourself. The Power Spray from Sears for easy home carpet cleaning. Power Spray sprays hot water into your carpet, then sucks up the dirty water. You can see the dirt you get out. Dirt you didn't even know was there. The Power Spray Carpet Cleaner, a convenient carpet cleaner you can own yourself. Available at most Sears retail stores. Kenmore. Solid as Sears. What would you do about an elderly couple who had lost their memory and their sense of time? Who could no longer find their way home? Who could no longer smell or see smoke when it filled their apartment? And the responsibility for their welfare is yours. Tony and Louise Corder thought they had the answer and took upon themselves a task 
they had long contemplated without the slightest suspicion of how difficult it would be. Dear Mr. Congressman, I never thought I'd be writing to you when I first attempted to find a solution to the problem of the elderly sisters in my apartment building. So obvious was their helplessness that I thought placing them in a good rest home would be an easy task. Social services, Mrs. Dodge speaking. Oh, hello, Mrs. Dodge. Uh, this is Tony Carter. I'm calling on behalf of Anna Ulbeck, one of your clients. Oh, yes, we've spoken before. Is there any problem? Uh, yes, there is. Um, um, uh, Mrs. Dodge, I think it's time for Anna and her sister Amelia to go to a rest home. Uh, they've reached a point where they can't go outside without forgetting their keys and even forgetting where they live sometimes. Also, they've burnt their dinner nearly every night this month. Well, perhaps I can arrange for an attendant to visit them during the week. Uh, that won't stop them from being a danger to the building. Uh, what they need is round-the-clock supervision. It uh, would reduce the danger if somebody cooked their meals. Uh, Mrs. Dodge, uh, may I explain further? These ladies can no longer reason for themselves. Their problems go far beyond the mere cooking of meals. But unless they have something physically wrong with them, it's hard to put them anywhere. Well, what has to be wrong with them? Well, um, a debilitating illness or injury, incontinence, something like that. Do we have to wait for one of them to fall down a flight of stairs or suffocate the other tenants with gas fumes? Isn't there any procedure for this kind of situation? Well, I really don't know. Um, doesn't one of them have a son? Yes, Amelia does, but I don't think she's seen him more than twice in the past 15 years. Oh, they, uh, they have a closet full of toasters and radios, which he sends them every Christmas. Oh, gosh. Well, how about their friend, uh, that man who helps them pay their bills? What's his name, uh, August? Yes. Uh, all right, Mrs. Dodge, I'll speak with him about it. But what I would like to do is to find some agency to take the matter in hand. Well, I just don't know if there are any. Now, what you can do is to get out the phone book and start calling board and care homes. Then we can take it from there. All right, Mrs. Dodge. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye. Will she help, Tony? She seems content to let Anna and Amelia burn their place down. What are we going to do? Continue making inquiries, I guess. I called many rest homes and was surprised to learn how little the government pays towards institutionalized care for the elderly. The situation was complicated because the older of the sisters, Amelia, possessed a bank account of nearly $40,000, while the younger, Anna, had very little money. The problem was in finding a good home that along with accepting privately paying residents would accept someone relying solely on government assistance. We were determined to keep the sisters together. At that time, I tried to enlist the help of the sister's friend, August. Oh, hi there, Tony. I was expecting you. Oh, hello, August. Look here, I just picked up some groceries for Anna and Amelia. You see, I, I picked them up some bread. They were almost all out of it, and they were out of meat, too. I don't know what they've been eating the past few days. So I got them some ground beef and pork chops. You see, these are the kind they like. Uh, shoulder cut, good for barbecue. Also butter, whole pound there. 
string beans, a, a few other things like that, carrots and onions. They were really low on things. Uh, uh, August, I, I and, wanted and to look ask here, you... A... Look, look here. They didn't have any coffee left, so I bought them another five-pound tin. And see here, I got them those shortbread cookies they like. Uh, August, I need your help. So what help was it a... you wanted to see me about? Uh, well, the sisters have really been losing their grip on reality these past couple of months, and uh, Louise and I feel it's uh, it's time for them to go into a rest home. Oh, sure, it's tough for these little ladies. They forget things and get confused. It's not just that, August. Anna! Oh, hi, there. I didn't even know you were here. Yeah, I've been here ten minutes putting away the groceries. Well, isn't that nice of you? What's that? I was just saying to your dear sister that I put the groceries away. I got you some ground beef and pork chops, also vegetables and five pounds of coffee. What? Five pounds of coffee. Aren't you a good boy? My sister has a sense of humor. Uh, Anna and Amelia, Tony here wants you to move out of your apartment. You don't have to be so abrupt about it. Um, ladies, it would be safer for you if we, uh, well, if you went to live in a rest home. Louise and I will find a nice place where there'll be people to help you. Anna, how do you feel about leaving your home? I like my home. Uh, where are we going? Well, Tony here says you can't take care of yourself. Tell me something, Anna. Who does your house cleaning for you? Oh, I do. I pick up a speck here and a speck there as I walk around. Hey, look how neat and clean they keep their homes. Everything in its place, no dust or dirt anywhere. I bet your apartment isn't as orderly as this. You're getting off the track, August. I am not denying that Anna and Amelia keep a neat home. I just don't think they're safe going out alone or using a gas stove any longer. You think, you think, but you don't really know. You can't come in here and tell them they have to leave their home just like that. There are procedures to follow. Amelia has a son who might have something to say about this. Oh, fine. I hope he's more responsive than last summer when his mother got knocked down on the sidewalk. He lives out in the valley and he's a little out of touch with things. But you can't just pick up these ladies and take them somewhere. They can't help the way they are. They're like children. I told Amelia the other day, we start off as children and we end up as children. Maybe we can talk again some other time. Uh, goodbye, Amelia. Anna. Anna, so long. Come again. These ladies have been here longer than you, I bet. How long have you been manager of this building? Two years. You see... They have been here longer than you. Ten years. Yes, but that hasn't no, anything moving to... moving them out might be a long procedure. It might take months. Maybe you won't even be here anymore. See you later. How did it go? Oh, not so good. August bullies them into saying what he wants them to say. Doesn't he agree that they should go? Well, he refuses to commit himself on that point. But, uh, honey, honey, let me tell you something I found out. What? When August had his back to me in the kitchen, I noticed a couple of bank books lying on the counter. Out of curiosity, I peeked into them and saw his name typed in as co-signature on both of their accounts. Now... I wonder if that has something to do with his wanting them to stay right where they are. Oh, you don't think that he's... Oh, I certainly do indeed. 
social worker, Mrs. Dodge, and begged her to make a home visit to see the situation at first hand. I'm sorry, Mr. Corder. There's nothing I can do. Well, if nobody is willing to help, I'll just move them myself into the first vacancy I find. Oh, uh, but that's illegal. Now, you aren't their guardian. Illegal? That's right. Then how do you make it legal? <sighs> You'll have to find that out. Now, sometimes the psychiatric ward at the hospital can certify people as incompetent, and then they can handle the placement. At least that's what I've heard. It was the lead I had been looking for. I called the psychiatric ward, and they referred me to the mental health clinic. A Mr. Abel called upon the sisters, told us he understood the urgency of the problem, and promised to file a petition of incompetency with the court and to contact us in a few days. A week passed, and we didn't hear from Mr. Abel. My wife decided to call me. Hello? Mr. Abel? Yes? This is Louise Corta, calling on behalf of Anna and Amelia, whom you met last week. Oh, yes. My husband and I wanted to know if you had filed the petition of incompetency yet. Well, no, but I have somebody in the office calling rest homes. Well, why haven't you filed the petition? No petition? I can't believe this guy. Well, he can't do that tomorrow. But you said you would do it last week. I happen to be very busy here. <sighs> well, then you should have told us that in the first place. And you should have told us you weren't going to file the petition. Mrs. Corder, let me explain what's involved in this situation. All the while, I had been pacing the floor trying to pick up the gist of the conversation. We were face to face with an unresponsive bureaucracy, and I was becoming increasingly angry. When the downstairs doorbell rang, I called to my wife. It's the front door, Louise. I'll get it. I had an intuition who it might be. And peering through the curtain, my intuition was confirmed. There stood Anna and Amelia, their pocketbooks hanging open, fumbling with the door handle. I raced back upstairs to my apartment. Yes, yes, I understand. Louise, let me speak to him. Hello, Mr. Abel. The ladies have just rung the outside doorbell for the fourth time this week. Do you want to come over and let them in? What? Tony. If you're so concerned as you said you were last week, why don't you come over here and prove it? We are sick and tired of getting the runaround from everybody. Can't somebody help these ladies? You're being absurd. Tony, he said he would help. Shh, Louise. The situation is absurd, Mr. Abel. Why is it that old people have to be shunted aside and ignored as if their problems were imaginary? He explained it to me, Tony. Unless you stop giving me the runaround, there's no sense discussing the matter anymore, Mr. Abel. Oh, Tony, why did you hang up on him? I think you've gone just a little bit too far. Mr. Abel said his clinic is calling all over town to find vacancies. Oh, we can find all the vacancies we want, but nobody has the right to move Anna and Amelia until that petition is filed with the court. They will help, Tony. Mrs. Dodge says she can't do anything. August, we suspect, has reasons for wanting the girls to remain here. And Mr. Abel has given us only vague promises. And until any of them decide to help, we will have to see this thing through ourselves. <laughs> Hey, look, in here, inside this stylish man's dress shirt. I'm a Sears Value dress shirt label just popping with pride because Sears Value dress shirts are sure to be popular for a number of reasons. They have fashion spread collars, come in classic patterns and solids in short and long sleeves. 
you'll appreciate the permapressed polyester or polyester cotton blends for easy care, plus at low value prices, what a buy! Just look for me, the value dress shirt label, at Sears Men's Store, where style, sense, and satisfaction combine to label me right for you. Your baby's room. Furnish it with the quaintness and charm of Sears Jenny Lynn's crib dresser and chest. Your baby will be secure in our old-fashioned crib built with high sides and a safety drop-side latch. And each handsome maple color piece comes in a non-toxic finish. Sears Jenny Lynn dresser and chest is furniture that will adapt gracefully as baby grows older, too. So visit us soon, because Sears has baby buys bundled up. Available at most Sears retail stores. Today I found the bedroom suite of my dreams at a great price. That's a coincidence. I found one that has all the features. Well, mine has authentic country styling. So does mine. Does yours have a beautiful 26-step finish? Nothing but, and I get a choice of 13 different pieces. All built to last for a long time? Yes, a sturdy tongue and groove construction and dovetail jointed drawers. Is yours Sears, Sears open, open Hearth Bedroom, bedroom furniture? furniture? Sears Open Hearth Bedroom Collection. Expert craftsmanship at a reasonable price. Select from 13 different pieces. Now at most Sears retail stores. Tony and Louise Carter had come to a dead end in their efforts to assist the two old ladies who were tenants of their apartment building. Faceless civil servants at the opposite end of a telephone referred the problem from one office to another. Finally, the Carters decided to act on their own. by their physician, Dr. Jackson. At least we have two more prospects after this. Uh, hello, uh, Mrs. Smith? Yes, come right in. You came at just the right time. Dr. Jackson called yesterday asking if I could accept two more residents, and sure enough, I'd just finished cleaning a double room. Oh, this is a stroke of luck for your two ladies. Now, let me show you the living room first. Look at these pictures on the wall. Why is it that people think that paintings of sad-eyed cats make for a cheerful environment? Our people are free to watch TV or read the magazines we provide or play cards or do pretty much anything they want. Now, if you'll just follow me. It looks like everyone is submitted to the TV. What do you mean? Half of them are staring at their feet. Oh, excuse me, Mrs. Smith. Uh, are there any attendants here? I'm here during the day. Then I have a girl come in during the afternoon and another girl stays here all night. Oh, yes, we're very secure here. Then, of course, we have someone in to cook meals and help with the laundry. Here's the kitchen. Step in. Look around if you like. What's smaller than ours is? How old was it you said your ladies are? One is 93, the other 86. Do you think they'd prefer their meals brought to them? Most of our people take their meals in their rooms. Probably not. They usually eat standing up in the kitchen. And I'm not sure we can work it out for them. Now, let me show you the upstairs. 
Isn't it hard for most of the old people to get up and down these stairs? They're, uh, they're kind of steep. Oh, no. They get up and down. Of course, if they don't want to go down for their meals, they can be served in their rooms, as I said before. Well, shouldn't they be in a convalescent hospital if they can't get around? No, not necessarily. All our residents are ambulatory. If there are any problems, we call Dr. Jackson. Uh, does he make regular visits? Every other month. That's not very often. These are all his patients, you see. He knows the medical history of each and every one of our residents. Now, here's that nice room I was telling you about. It's all ready any time your ladies would like to move in. I'd like to take a look at the view. By all means. It's very nice. You can see down to the neighbor's backyard, and they have such a pretty lemon tree growing there. D.C.? Oh, yes. Understand from what you told me on the phone that one of the sisters received supplementary social security and that the other would be a privately paying resident. That's correct. Uh, Mrs. Smith, we have other homes to visit today, so we won't be making a commitment yet. Oh, well, surely. I'd like to show you that upstairs porch. Now, we keep this door locked at all times for the security of our residents. We don't want anybody wandering out onto our porch here. Right down below, you see our backyard. It doesn't look like anybody uses it. We have little cookouts here from time to time. Everyone loves it. Shall we go back downstairs? We visited the two remaining rest homes and found them to be almost exact copies of the two previously inspected. We wished that someone could have been with us to confirm that what we had seen was not a bad dream. A further development occurred the next day when my wife had a chance encounter with Amelia's son, Mr. Tuami. He was standing in the hallway waiting for his mother or aunt to answer the buzzer when Louise came in from outdoors. Hi, uh, you must be Mr. Tuami. Yes, how do you know me? I'm friends with your mother and your aunt. Oh. Ah, I don't answer. Well, sometimes you have to knock and call out to them at the same time. Uh, let me try. Hello, Anna? Amelia? Hello? Call me. Wait a minute. Oh, Anna, you have to unhook the chain. Oh, I didn't see that. How are you today? Pretty strong to me. Yeah, does it? Oh, no, it's boiling over. Not again. Ouch! It's hot. Strong coffee, Aunt Anna, huh? Is that the secret of longevity? I don't really know. Uh, were you going to have a cup, Anna? I can water it down for you. Yes, I think I will. Let me ask my sister if she wants one. Is uh, Mother here? By the way, Mr. Tuomi... Yes? I would like to talk to you about the situation here with your mother and aunt. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, August told me to make a visit. We can talk in a minute. Uh, mother? Do you want a cup of coffee? But... Coffee! Mother, it's me, Carl. Yes, I'll have uh, coffee. Carl is here. Hi, Mother. I just dropped by to see how you were making out. 
What do you want this time? What do you mean? I want to see you, that's all. Do you want coffee? Coffee? Oh, sure, sure. Have the girl pour me a cup, too. The girl? Who does he think he is? Did you want coffee, dear? Oh, uh, no, thanks. There's just enough for the three of you. How long has it been since you've seen Carl? Oh, I don't remember. I'll go ask my sister. Oh, no, don't bother, Anna. It's not important. Here's your coffee. Milk and sugar are here on the counter if you want them. This is fine. Uh, Mr. Tommy, your coffee's ready. Oh, no table service, eh? All right, all right, I'm coming. Anna, why don't you go in and sit down? What a good idea. I'm glad you thought of that. Yes, you come too. Well, I want to put away these things first. Oops. Now, watch it there, Aunt Anna. Don't sip while you walk. Uh, half a cup with some milk, that's what I'll have. It's poured already. Here, you can pour what you don't want into the sink. Hmm. Well, if the oil crunch comes again, we can put this in our gas tanks. This would make Mother a millionaire. I think this is as good a time as any to discuss your mother's situation. Yeah, she's pretty chipper, my mother, isn't she? Well, that's what I wanted to talk with you about. Your mother isn't chipper these days, nor is Anna. As you can see for yourself, they have trouble doing something as simple as opening a door or boiling a pot of coffee. They can't live alone any longer, and I would appreciate it if you would help me put them in a rest home. Unless you have any better ideas. Well, you can't do much with my mother. She's a feisty one. She needs care and supervision, Mr. Twomey. I don't seem to understand. Now, you say you have found them a rest home. Uh, well, no, not yet. Now, but... you have the cart before the horse. Oh, the exuberance of youth. Chalk it up to that. I don't know what you're laughing about. I asked you to help your own mother. She and your aunt are both liable to get seriously hurt living alone. Well, she survived such a rascal as myself, didn't she? Well, that's right. The radios and toasters piled up in the closet haven't fallen on her yet. It's uh, not nice to keep them waiting any longer. Shall we go into the living room? Are you willing to help find a rest home or not? Uh, you can talk to me tomorrow. I'll be here until then. Uh, Mr. Twomey. Yes? Your mother's coffee is sitting on the counter. Why don't you see if she wants milk and sugar and bring it out to her? Mother, do you want cream and sugar in your coffee? Mother! My sister is hard of hearing. We found out the next day that Amelia's son had driven back to his home six hours away. So much for caring relatives. I began to wonder why he had come by in the first place. And I thought I understood the relevance of his mother's question. What do you want this time? It seemed he was as content as August to let the ladies fumble along in their apartment. A voice within me told me it might have something to do with Amelia's considerable bank account. Obviously, this money would be eaten away if she went into a rest home. Soon afterwards, we had a stroke of good fortune and found a clean, well-managed rest home with two vacancies. I contacted the mental health worker. Surely, he would help us now. Just be patient, Mr. Corder. Be patient. The petition can wait. We're still checking our list of homes. Save your energy. We found two vacancies at the Briggs home. We'll put them in there ourselves. Uh, unless, uh... Someone else cares to do it? Oh, don't fool yourself. You can't take these ladies just like that. 
Have you spoken to August about this? You know as well as I that he wants them to stay there so he doesn't have to share Amelia's bank book with anyone. Louise even spoke to Amelia's son yesterday, but he couldn't care less. Well, I can't speak for August or Amelia's son, but I am very concerned with what happens to these two ladies. Then come over here and help us put them into the Briggs home. Take some of the burden off our shoulders. Have Anna and Amelia been warned? Have you given them time to understand what is happening? Mr. Abel, we can't pass up this vacancy. We had hard enough time finding it. Now, I'm warning you, you're getting yourself into hot legal trouble doing this on your own. These ladies have rights, you know. They have the rights to be treated kindly and sensibly, which is what I am doing. What did he say, Tony? He said he's not going to help and that moving Anna and Amelia is illegal. Oh, Tony, I can't go through with it. I, I can't rip two sweet, helpless old ladies away from their homes. Shall we leave them be and let them kill themselves along with everyone else in the building? On a rational level, what you're saying is right. But I don't have the heart for it. Oh, fine, fine. This is a fine time to desert me. How am I going to move them along? Tony, now we're both at our wit's end. Why don't we sleep on it and work things out tomorrow? Please. Oh. Oh. All right, all right. Maybe, maybe the night will make it all go away. Sears Radio Theater will return after this message from your local station. Listen with your heart and you'll hear more than words. Grandma? Yes, sweetheart? Did my mother ever do anything bad? Well, what do you mean? Did she always clean up her room? Listen with your heart and you'll hear love. Seems to me I had to remind her to clean up her room on occasion. Sometimes I forget, too. Well, everyone forgets once in a while. Listen with your heart and start to Your mother used to ask me that about her brother. Really? Listen with your heart and you'll hear love. You remind me an awful lot of your mother when she was a little girl. Listening, caring, and sharing. That's what understanding is all about. Listen with your heart and you'll hear love. From the Mormons, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. What if you went off to college and found that you were different from everyone else? And everything was designed for them, not for you. Suppose you went to the library and all the books you needed were in Braille, and you were the only one who couldn't read. You'd feel left out, wouldn't you? And what if you went to class and found that there were no chairs because all the other students rolled in with their own wheelchairs? Suppose one of your professors gave his lectures talking with his hands, only his hands, and everyone understood sign language except you. You'd think it wasn't fair. Well, that's how handicapped people feel now when they go to college and find extra handicaps. But things are changing, and we have free information that can help. Write Closer Look, Box 1492, Washington, D.C., 20013. A public service message on behalf of the United States Office of Education. Tyson again, and here's the concluding act of This Home is Dissolved. The following morning, I set an irrevocable course for myself and arranged with the 
director of the Briggs home to bring Anna and Amelia over at 7.30 that evening. I called Mrs. Dodge, but she was unwilling to come out and help us. She said she didn't handle placement. You have to have them certified, Mr. Cordett. Now, I thought you knew that. Mrs. Dodge, the mental health clinic are still dragging their heels about that. Yet they tell me if I move the ladies, I'm breaking the law. You are breaking the law if they're unwilling. But if they go to the rest home willingly, it's all right. Oh. Now, if you do manage to place them this evening, why don't you call me tomorrow? There's nothing she can do. Well, somebody has to help us. All the somebodies obviously don't want to help. Well, I'm calling Mr. Abel. I, I can't stand this any longer. If you'll just be patient, we can do the best for them. How can you say that? You haven't had to live with this for months on end. You haven't had to save them from a new catastrophe every day or wash their stinky old clothes because they're too feeble to do it themselves. I don't want to hear the whole story of your involvement, Mrs. Corder. You told me once already. Frankly, I feel you aren't acting in the best interest of the ladies. You seem to be moving them to benefit yourselves more than them. Well, as far as I'm concerned, Mr. Abel, you take courses in detachment so you don't have to get your hands dirty helping somebody else. Hello? Tony? It's August. Oh, no. Tony! Uh, what can I do for you? I'm visiting Anna and Amelia. Can you come on down? Oh, oh sure. I'll, I'll be right there. Does he know? Well, if he does, he's not letting on. I'll go downstairs with you. Please will you please hand me that pad and pencil on the telephone table? Uh, thank you. 
These two sisters have been here longer than you. What does that have to do with their inability to continue living on their own? Tony, write the note. We can't go on arguing. <laughs> you see? Listen to a woman. They'll always set you straight. Here, here's the eviction notice. Now, without this, we can't do anything. You understand what I'm trying to say? Uh, satisfied? Uh, we have to go. Uh, come on, Louise. Uh, w w wait a minute. You say here, due to the problems cited above, I must ask you to vacate your apartment as soon as possible. You didn't say 30 days. As soon as possible could mean three months. Oh, give it back and I'll change it. No, 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 no. It's, this is fine just the way it is. I don't get it. He wants the ladies to stay here forever so he can keep his hands on their money. You're talking through your hat. What do you know? Oh, let's go, Louise. What if he stays there all evening? Oh, he won't. He doesn't know we planned to move the ladies tonight. Oh, I wouldn't be so sure of that. Look how tricky he was trying to give us the rent. We'll have to stand here in the doorway and listen for him to leave. Whoever thought it would come to this? Playing cat and mouse. <laughs> No doubt about it. Tony, I feel butterflies in my stomach. Oh, honey, honey, it's going to be tough. But we're doing what's right. We might as well go down now. Anna! Come in. I can't believe I'm doing this. Uh, may, uh, may we come in? Oh, surely. Anna... We wanted to take you and Amelia to visit a nice home not too far away. Yes, that'll be nice. Well, why don't you put on a coat? It's chilly outdoors. Uh, Amelia, we wanted you and Anna to come with us to look at a home nearby. But? Uh, we want to take you and Anna for a little drive uh, to look at a home. Uh, here, here's your coat. Oh. Uh, let me help you put it on. <sighs> Louise, is Anna ready? All set. Here I am. I forgot where we were going. Where was it? My sister doesn't understand. Amelia, we are taking you to look at a place to live where there'll be people to help you all the time. And you. You help us, too. Yes, we'll help you, too, Anna. They have no idea what's happening. Oh, Louise, don't you understand? We're doing what's right. I know what we're doing is right. Just let me have my feelings. <laughs> At the Briggs home, we were met by the director, Mrs. Roy. She had once set about gaining the sisters' trust with her warm, comforting manner. Together, we inspected the facilities. Then we sat in the large kitchen as Anna and Amelia had indicated an urge for coffee. Anna, do you like it here? Oh, yes. It seems very pleasant and comfortable. Oh, Mrs. Roy and her assistants will take very good care of you. Mm. That's right. We'll get along just fine. Would you like any more coffee, Anna? Oh, no. Thank you. Uh, Amelia? She has only one cup. Oh, fine. Um, 
It would be best if both of you left quietly without saying goodbye. It would be much better for them. Tomorrow you can return with their personal belongings. Are we staying here? <laughs> now, I'll take care of it. Don't you worry. Oh, she's going to have a harder time of it than her sister. <laughs> The next morning I called Mrs. Dodge and informed her that we had taken Anna and Amelia to the Briggs home. She asked if they had gone willingly. Yes, I replied. But I knew in my heart that they had only gone as willingly as people who have been fooled. Here they are on the porch. Oh, it looks like them. Hello, Anna. Hello, Amelia. Uh, we, we brought you some of your belongings. Oh, I must have forgotten. Oh, it's pleasant here with the geraniums and the mimosa tree. Pretty indeed. Uh, how's Amelia? She's tired out talking to Hulda and to me. Beth is Hulda here. She used to be in my finish singing group. Oh, pleased to meet you. How do you do, Hulda? Oh, how nice they should come and visit, Anna. Oh, we plan to visit you often. And maybe we'll visit you. I hope, Mr. Congressman, that when you plan future policy, you think of the crime my wife and I committed and of the greater crime against the elderly which goes unreported every day. The crime of neglect. I love to eat. But it takes so long to cook. That's why we both love our new Kenmore microwave oven from Sears. I can cook a five-pound roast medium rare in just 30 minutes or three strips of bacon in three and a half minutes on a paper plate. Bake two potatoes in eight minutes and cook vegetables faster than boiling them in water. That means less time in the kitchen. And more with you. Fast, clean, cool cooking with Sears Kenmore microwave ovens, all with automatic defrost. Choose the right model for your kitchen from the many styles available at most Sears retail stores. Hey, look, in here, inside this stylish man's dress shirt. I'm a Sears Value dress shirt label just popping with pride because Sears Value dress shirts are sure to be popular for a number of reasons. They have fashion spread collars, coming classic patterns and solids in short and long sleeves. You'll appreciate the permapressed polyester or polyester cotton blends for easy care, plus at low value prices, what a buy! Just look for me, the Value dress shirt label at Sears Men's Store, where style, sense, and satisfaction combine to label me right for you. What would it cost to replace your car's muffler, including installation? Oh, I'd say about $50. No, wait, $45. It would be around $30. Guess about $40. The aluminized Sears muzzler is only $19.99. That's half of what I guessed. It's hard to believe. On a Cadillac? That's a terrific price. With installation included. Yep. Should have known it. Sears. The muzzler, just $19.99 installed. Clamps if needed, 99 cents each extra. Sizes to fit most American-made cars. Prices may vary in Alaska and Hawaii at most Sears Tire and Auto Centers. When I need advice, I go to my mom. Why not? It's free. Now that I'm married and moving into a new house, I want all the advice I can get. So when mom says shop Sears, I listen. You should. 
Sears is a great help on those big items you'll need for your new home. Major appliances like washers, dryers, and refrigerators. They'll deliver, install, and service. I always depend on Sears. You should, too. Radio Theater, brought to you five nights a week by Sears Roebuck and Company. Sears, where America shops. This Home is Dissolved was written by Chris Fortunato, produced and directed by Elliot Lewis. Your hostess was Cicely Tyson. Our stars were Peter Leeds and Linda K. Henning. Also heard were Lurene Tuttle, Marvin Miller, Virginia Gregg, Paula Winslow, and Jerry Houston. The music for Sears Radio Theater was composed and conducted by Nelson Riddle. Art Gilmore speaking. The Elliot Lewis production of Sears Radio Theater is a presentation of CDI. Sell them plaids are out anyway. Yeah, we'll back order his silly trousers. We get the peace goods on the, on the 4th, we finish them on the 15th, we ship them on the 15th. That means you receive shipping on the 18th. Oh, no, 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 no. That's a, that's a Sunday. Uh, uh, the 19th, the absolute latest. <laughs> I'm, I'm very sorry. Thank you. Uh, no, nobody, no, nobody but nobody showing cuffs this year. They're a waste of good polyester, which, by the way, no one's buying either this year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, baby, ciao. Boy, the, the things people expect from you these days. Here's that invoice, Mr. Stanley. Are you feeling all right? You're sweating. Uh, uh it's, it's heartburn or something. Uh, give me your salsa. I, I, I feel nauseous. It could be heartburn. It could be heart attack. Know the symptoms of heart attack. Contact your American Heart Association. We're fighting for your life. For some kids, running and jumping is only a dream. Some kids can't even walk. Shriners Hospitals for Crippled Children often make dreams come true. At Shriners Hospitals, the best medical attention money can buy is free. If you know a crippled kid that needs big help, call the Shriners toll-free, 800-621-1113. You don't have to be a Shriner or be connected with a Shrine in any way to help a crippled child. All you have to do is make a phone call, 800-621-1113. Shriners Hospitals don't care about their race, color, or religious belief. They just care about kids. So if you know a crippled child that may not know about the Shriners Hospitals, call the Shriners, toll-free, 800-621-1113. That's 800-621-1113. Tomorrow, we will present a thrilling adventure story. Richard Widmark will be your host for Climb. Jack, you all right? Yeah. I'm, I'm working on a hold. A blind man would have a handhold by now. Will you help me? Tune in tomorrow to the Sears Radio Theater.